This episode is brought to you by LucidPoint. Are you struggling to take your IT organization to the next level? We help our customers do so with confidence. Turn your vision into reality. Call LucidPoint today. Welcome to the Quick Take Podcast, the show where you get targeted advice and coaching for executives by executives. I'm Susie Tomanchuk. And I'm James Camps. Give us 15 minutes and we'll give you three secrets to address the complex topical issues that are challenging executives like you today. Hey, welcome to Quick Take, where we talk about the questions that are on the minds of executives everywhere. James Caps, how are you today? I'm Susie Tomchuk, in case you were wondering. Yes, I was wondering. Thank you for the introduction. I was confused briefly, uh, but uh, yeah, great to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like three people, you know? You're just one, but let's just, let's just go with that. So, uh, today we're going to talk about town halls. Let's talk about what is that? What does that mean? I think the one thing that we might get in trouble for, not in trouble literally, but just let's make sure we're defining what we're talking about. Some people call it like status meetings, you know, tell me what you think of. Yeah. Yeah, Look, I think that, that, uh, there's a couple elements here that we should just be crisp on, right? We're first talking about larger meetings where you have a large group of people. I mean, it could be your staff meeting, but if it's 500, it's it kind of fits into the, the space of this kind of conversation. And it's also the kind of conversations that are are more strategic in nature, the ones that are talking more about uh, uh, things that apply to a large group of people, maybe have long-term implications, quarterly meetings, you know, annual reviews, anything like that is really the, the kind of meeting I think we're, we're going to talk about today. Yeah. And they're important because that kind of connection gives people the opportunity to hear the same message at one time. Mm -hmm. It allows Mm -hmm. this exposure and engagement and kind of sometimes you kind of hear what's on the minds of the people that that sit around you. So it's good in that sense. But we have seen so many kind of disasters happen and sometimes in the press. Um, when people take things out of context, but it, it's something that has to be done and there'll always be loopholes or things that you can't, you know, do it perfectly, but we want to talk about some of the best practices so that right. there is some, some success there, if you will. Yeah. That you have a likelihood of success, but I think you're absolutely right. I think, uh, you know, you see the things on Twitter, you see some of the posts online where the executives, you know, step on it a little bit. But the truth of the matter is, is these artifacts are so critical to keeping your team aligned and and really uh, marching in the same direction. There is an element of just having that meeting where everyone is together is so important. It's it's no different than really some of the return to work things about that that creating that teamwork. And while you may not be all in the same building or in the same time zone, these team meetings have a, a strong impact on on creating cohesion and unity for your organization. So let's do them well. Um, and, uh, let's make sure they're successful. Yeah. And even if you meet with, you know, I've, I've talked to some leaders that have technical teams and so they, they do status meetings everywhere all the Mm -hmm. time that they have the whole population in the room. And so I've had leaders say, I don't need that because everybody is there. And if they have a concern, they'll bring it to me. And that's kind of like, even if you, if you meet with the broader team, it's still important to, to carve out, some of the topics that you would find in a town hall. Right. I think it's important for you to have a specific meeting for that thing. Right. And if you assume that the things you need to get done are all going to happen in some generic meeting, it won't happen. But I think, I mean, you have some 
probably some really great best practices. Just how do you communicate well to people? How do you ensure that that communication does happen? I mean, can you offer some insights into how that would work? Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I've I've been in some unique situations where I'm working with the senior team and they're talking about what they want to communicate. And then I'm sure. also working with people within the organization. So I get their reaction to what that feels oh, like. Yeah. What a great opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, and and there's no, it, there's not a perfect formula, but there's things that are just tweaks when I think about communication. One is if you can be a storyteller, we all know the power of storytelling oh, yeah. and how can you bring what your message is to maybe a very specific situation that that may have happened to you or give people context so that they can understand, they can have a deeper understanding of the the topic you're talking about or the application of it or what can you do? So I, I would say one thing is how can you bring a story into your message? that you can, and then it also kind of humanizes it, right? No, that's a great point. Great idea. Um, Another thing is that people need to kind of know where you're going. You know, when people- that's so helpful. And it's not just the agenda. It's kind of like even saying, listen, these are the topics that that I'm going to cover today. And this is how we're going to go through it. It's going to be me. And then it's going to be my, you know, and kind of give people the journey because then that way, if Mm -hmm. they're waiting for something, they know it's coming up. And they're more right. likely to be listening and active if they they kind of know the structure. No, I think that's huge. I think it does. I, people feel more comfortable where they know they're going. Yeah. Than they know where they're going. And I think that's what, either if it's conscious or subconscious, that's a really important thing. Yeah. And then I, the only other thing I would, look, I have three. I have three. And I hope oh I'm not gosh. taking any of yours. Yeah. But my other one is, if you're reading and you are you have prepared slides and maybe even you know people within the organization have helped you prepare tell mm-hmm. admit it like say hey just so you know i do have some prepared slides this is going to feel formal i want to make sure that i'm really clear about my communication because i get nervous or i want to make sure i don't forget something so just so you know i'm going to make sure i cover all my points and i may refer to my notes yeah, you know, we do that really well at BlackRock, I think. Then when we have an important meeting, you know, they definitely have talking points. And these are complex situations that impact a lot of people. And you want to be very thoughtful in certain language that ultimately, as a leader, you can, you know, miscommunicate when you're nervous or when you're talking about a very complex situation. And I think there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I've got some, co- I'm going to read this. So we're all on the same page. And then I'll take some more casual mm-hmm. moments. But I think, uh, there's nothing wrong with with being tight and crisp on your messaging and making sure that uh, you know you do it correctly. That's yeah. that's always good advice. Yeah, I think the other things I wanted to mention though was was really uh, you know as we had our our, uh, our our teaser for this is really what are the best practices for a, a for a town hall and all, all hands meeting that are are rele- relevant to today's market too. Where you know I've, mm. I can't wake up in the morning without seeing some video of somebody's all hands meeting online where they said something silly. And, um, you know, it's a challenging time when you're speaking to your teams, um, a a large team and you most, uh, you're using video now and it's remote, even if it's all audio, you, it's hard. Um, and you can no longer look at the furrowed brows and the raised eyebrows and the discomforting seats, uh, to see that maybe you're not landing correctly. And I think my, my first best practice is I think we just have to assume everything's recorded and, and, um, more importantly that it's a broadcast. So the recording is interesting, mm-hmm. but the broadcast is more about it's a one-way communication. So you have mm-hmm. to be thoughtful about the way that that's going to be landing on the way out, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, a lot of us are used to 
communicating to a, a room full of people and audience, and you get so much energy and feedback from that. And so you can kind of track and adjust. But if you're, you have to change your style, if you look at it and think about it as a broadcast, because you are more clear on the way you say things, you're more clear on the way that you're um, uh, articulating things. And I think that's a really good way to avoid uh, finding your video online by ensure, assuming that this is a, a one-way communication by and large for, for the bulk of the messaging. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. It made me think too, is just and practice it. Like if you're uncomfortable with yeah, it, practice there's no it. Not so to. It's, yeah. So go ahead. What's your second one? Oh, no. And I think where you were going to jump into next was really the, the reality of the Q&A, right? Yeah. And so do you have a Q&A? Okay. But this is a broadcast and you're not having a dialogue with your team. Then do you have a Q&A? Do you yeah. open that up? And and I think, you know, I think you and I both agree that, that the even the, the very idea of having a Q&A is important because it does uh, 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 allow your people, your team to to think that uh, that their input is important. And if it is a one-way broadcast and then it's an end of recording, that's, that's, that's a different kind of communication. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if possible, um, your Q and A is super important. Um, Now I think you have to do it well, right? And if you can't do it well, then you shouldn't do it at all. And you should be prepared for how to do it. Um, You know, it's hard when you have 600 people in 10 different rooms and they're all just going to unmute their line and somehow raise their hand. That's, that's just going to be really clunky. It's going to, you know, be the thing that people remember. Um, mm-hmm. Use technology to your advantage. Use, you know, we use Teams and people send all their questions in via text, and then we have somebody in the room reading those questions, attributing them to the to the submitter. So it is a little smoother. But I think doing a QA is important, but doing it well is almost as important. I think you have to plan it. Like you have to really talk about what are the pros and cons of, do we keep people anonymous? What if we get no questions? Because that's the other thing. How do you know how much time to leave for that? Because if you cut people off, how that feels or how that looks, oh yeah, it's not just that yeah, person. It, it's it's how you answer those. Yeah. So that's tricky. I think it's very important though, from a, from a culture perspective to really show that openness. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, you know, uh, I think what you want to do is you want to make sure that um, you, you've thought it through, maybe have some questions prepped. And I think that uh, it's it's uh, it's not a mistake to have that planning. And, and then I think the third one, which I think uh, is I want to go back to because I think it's so important is really don't be afraid to have a script. Um, you know, as a as a speaker, as a as a person in general, when you're speaking in public, I th- I'm shocked that the number of people think that when we get on stage that we're winging it. And yeah. the number of people that think that we just, this is the first time we've said that. Yeah. The truth is, is if I'm presenting to a, uh, an audience, I've, uh, uh, you know, if let's say I'm at a conference, that's probably the 50th time that I've had this presentation yeah. done. Maybe this is the, you know, maybe the 10th time in front of an audience. I do it the same way to get better and better. Yeah. So preparation, good preparation makes it look like you've done no preparation, right? Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. And so or in a town hall, absolutely have a script. And it, as you mentioned before, telling people you have one, that's fine. But mm-hmm. that, that act of preparation is really a sign of respect to your team and showing the importance of this. Um, I think uh, you will be more respected if you're more crisp in your communication. And it feels like it's important. If you're going to yeah. riff and spend 20 minutes talking about the time you went bowling uh, in Sacramento, mm-hmm. well, that your message is going to get lost because yeah. bowling in Sacramento is not always that great. 
Yeah, I think that's a really important one. And for context, a best practice for a keynote speech is you have your speech done and you practice it and memorize it over Mm. a week. How many town halls are like the the slides are being done the you know just hours oh, before yeah. like it is crazy people need to spend time being thoughtful about this because right, these are more right. important to the broader group than you than mm-hmm, you probably mm-hmm. give credit to I think that's exactly right and that's why I think um, you know good leaders take time and mm-hmm. preparation for this um, and and sometimes it is shocking how much effort it takes to get things done. I know that we joke at BlackRock that it takes a long time to get a, a, a organizational announcement out. It takes weeks. But mm-hmm. the truth is, is these are important conversations and these yeah. are important changes and we should give them the time that they deserve. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think your teams deserve a little bit of preparation. Um, I think it goes to your credibility. It goes mm-hmm. to your team morale. And broadly speaking, you know, having a solid team meaning a solid town hall is, is important for your culture. Yeah, I think it is. And, you know, they, they do say that the senior team kind of lives in kind of this communication, like they talk about it all the mm-hmm. time. So they believe that everybody knows it or has some context to it. And I think right, you also right, need right. to like practice it or, or let somebody from the outside also understand so that Hear you can it. evaluate how it lands. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good, just general best practice about communication, communicating as an executive. You know, I, I always laugh that, you know, by the time you're telling your team about it, you've been talking about it for months, yeah. and so, but you have to go back to the beginning and you have to remember yeah. that they don't know what any of this means and they weren't on the journey with you. And so like it's when you do an org announcement and you make it, that's day one for everybody else. It may be day, day 75 for you, but that's day one. And you yeah. go back to your points about how you build the story and how you, um, uh, tell people where you're going. You just have to make sure that you're talking at the level and at the at the understanding level of of the audience. And I think that's that's something we miss out on quite a bit. Completely, completely. All right. So bring us back. Give us the the top line of the right. three. So look, these these large meetings are super important and super powerful, but we have to be thoughtful. First off, assume it's a broadcast. Remember, it's all going out, and so you're not going to get a lot of feedback. So your your one-way communication style is very different than it maybe it was two years ago when you were able to get everybody in a room. And that failure to identify that sometimes gets people on the internet with 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 poor communication. Secondly, do Q&A, but do it well. Uh, Q&A is important to ensure people feel that they're part of the process, but also if it ends up being the goofiness part and the weirdest part of the whole presentation, you're going to lose <laughs> Uh, all the goodwill that you created through your town hall. And third, preparation is key. Don't be afraid to have a script. Don't be afraid to tell people you have a script. Mm. If it's important to you, it's important to the team that they should see that it was important to you by your preparation and, um, you know, quality matters. Awesome. Thank you for that, James. Um, And thank you to everybody for tuning in uh, to Quick Take we really appreciate your time and your, and we really value your support. And James is saying that he's hearing a lot of people really bubble up. Getting a lot of feedback. Get, yep. get some feedback that we need to argue a little bit more. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to really try to I find wouldn't say it was points. feedback. I was more of an idea. <laughs> you're supposed to disagree with me and say, no, it's feedback, James. I will. But yeah, I'm going to work on feedback. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, thank you to all our listeners. I've had a lot of people come up to me at a couple of events that were uh, listening and, and uh, uh, really appreciated that. And uh, keep the feedback coming. We love hearing from you. We love uh, adjusting and, and improving. And, and the topics that you're bringing to my attention are, are great ones. So thanks, everybody, for that as well. 
Yeah. So, and if you found this helpful, please consider sharing it with somebody. It's, it's a win-win. It helps uh, somebody know you're thinking of them and it expands our audience too. And don't forget to subscribe. So you never miss an episode. That would be like tragic. You don't ever want to miss an episode. I want to miss one. Um, And James and I are both on LinkedIn. And so we would love for you to bring the conversation there. If you have questions, uh, feel free to reach out to either of us. We are about wanting to be accessible and really understanding what you want us to talk about. So until next time, remember, we're always here to discuss the questions that are on the minds of executives everywhere. So thanks, James. Take care, Susie. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Quick Take, where we talk about the questions that are on the minds of executives everywhere. Connect with us and share what's on your mind. You can find us on LinkedIn, YouTube, or whatever nerdy place on the internet you find your podcasts. All the links you really need are in the show notes.